What's going on, everybody? Thank you so much for wrapping up your week with us. This is your Friday edition of Fantasy MLB Today. We are a sports ethos presentation, of course, and I'm your host, Joe Orico. You can find me over on Twitter at Joe Orico 99 and also at Ethos Fantasy BB. That's where you get all the updates that we have, whether it be from podcasts, articles, news and notes, polls, any bit of baseball content, we do share it out over there. That's E-T-H-O-S Fantasy BB. If you're not somebody who uses social media, please do go to sportsethos.com. You get all that same great work over there. Now, today, we are going to do a little bit more of a personal episode here. It's going to be surrounding Otani and what it's been like today as a Blue Jay fan, and I guess as a sports fan in general, trying to comb through everything that we've seen, because it has been one of the craziest baseball news days of, I think, my lifetime. I don't remember there ever being this much buzz, where you refresh the page, and you know, for a lot of times with free agents, and like let's say even a couple days ago when Soto was trending, you'd refresh your page, your Twitter, whatever, and you'd see like... I don't know, 30, 40% posts about that player. You're seeing a lot of content. Today has been 100% Shohei content. Like, there is not a single tweet on the timeline from me, from anybody, that is not involving Shohei. And it's been kind of frustrating because, well, my team is at the forefront of the race, it seems like, which is not something I ever expected to say. I said on this podcast multiple times over the last few months how ridiculous the rumors that Toronto have seen the entire time. I just... I've never associated Toronto, the city I grew up in, with being a place that's going to be a huge target for free agents because it just never has been in my lifetime anyway. Even before that, really, there's not a lot of examples you can point to in any pro sport of massive free agents coming and signing in Toronto. There are times where a player is traded to Toronto and he'll like the culture and he'll re-sign there, but to actually sign a big contract as a free agent, I mean, you can, okay, you're going to talk about George Springer and Hyunjin Ryu, and you know, those are not the guys I'm talking about. You know, an absolute bona fide superstar. And you could argue, well, Springer was a World Series MVP. Ryu was like a top three Cy Young guy. Gosman has been great. And they've made some really good signings, but this is in a whole other level. This has been something that I have never experienced before. It's been compared to like Wayne Gretzky going to LA and, and those types of moves <clears throat> because it is really that big. It is on that level. And today has been absolutely dominated by these Otani news reports. And there may be times during this podcast, I'm going to say, where there may just be a second or two of dead air because I'm constantly refreshing Twitter because we have no idea at this point what's going to happen. From early this morning, I think it was 8-something in the morning, 8.30, John Morosi tweeted out that, and <clears throat> I will get it here verbatim because I'll let John make his own mistakes himself and I don't need to be adding anything else onto the docket. Um, he has said that decision is imminent possibly as early as today, which is just bullshit nothing speak if you think about it. It can't possibly be more imminent than today. You know, if you're saying it's going to happen as early as today, that's as early as it can happen. So that's just a meaningless bullshit tweet. You got 10 million views and 15,000 likes, so congratulations on that one, John. Then, of course, an hour later, the Blue Jays are one finalist for Shohei Otani, and then this same kind of thing that we've been talking about um, for, you know, those same kind of tweets the whole day. John Morosi is a guy where I... I don't know how to feel about him a lot of the time, and especially with these reports that we've seen today, and we'll get to a couple more of the erroneous ones in a second. I just don't know if I should trust him. These reporters, they go in and out of trust sometimes. Bob Nightingale has been a guy who we don't really trust. We almost make a joke when Bob tweets something to say, okay, Bob said it, right? But Bob corrected a John Morosi report today that was actually then confirmed by several other sources that Morosi was incorrect. Now, if you guys remember, we talked about Otani. I believe it was on Monday's show. It's all kind of a blur right now. My brain is all over the place. But I believe it was Monday's show. We talked about Otani and what it looked like when he was a free agent the first time when he was posted coming over to the States. John Morosi did a lot of the reporting. He did a lot of great reporting. 
in 2017. But there's also the fact that John Morosi's seven finalists that he had it narrowed down to, I'm not sure if it was just Morosi or if this was generally the list. It's been so long, I can't remember. But the Angels were not among the seven teams that Morosi had as finalists. So as much as I think that he has done good reporting in the past, there has been a trend from not just today and not just him of everybody wanting to be first. You see that all these Twitter accounts, and they have like 4,000 followers, and they say, we were the first ones to break Freddie Freeman. We were the ones who told you that Carlos Correa's deal wasn't going to go through. We were the ones who blah, 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 blah. And these accounts, whether it's 4,000, 7,000, 8,000, whatever, they're not going to be telling you really anything of note. That's just not the level of threshold that you typically see for followers. And I know it sounds ridiculous talking about followers, but that's kind of what we have to go on now because the verification system is all screwed up. It makes no sense anymore. You see things at the top of your feed that should not be at the top of the feed because people pay for the check marks. It's all a complete mishmash. But I think everybody is just trying to maybe utilize those check marks to get some of that stupid bullshit revenue thing. I don't even know if that's still a thing because I never gave Elon a dime. But these people are just tweeting all this bullshit because they can get a lot of engagement and get a part of the revenue or something. I don't know. But that has been a case today where we've seen so many pieces of reporting. And I don't know if any of them are true or false. Like, I have no idea. We are all completely in the dark. My dad or my mom told me today, she's like, oh, your dad thinks Otani's coming to Toronto. I said, oh, great, cool. Dad doesn't know what the hell he's talking about. <laughs> I love my dad. But he doesn't know more than the cat right now. And neither do I. Because this reporting is just all over the place to the point where I don't know what to believe. Now, going back to the Morosi thing, he reported in his last tweet, and he's been radio silent since in the last hour, that he said, Shohei Otani is en route to Toronto. A representative of the agency is not commenting on his travel plans, which should have been a huge sign for us there that this was bullshit. And I don't know if the whole thing is bullshit, but if the team itself or if the agent itself is not confirming things, then... I have trouble actually believing it, especially when it doesn't have that seal of approval coming from Jeff Passan or Ken Rosenthal. Those are the two guys that you can really trust, specifically Jeff Passan. I can't think of an example where Rosenthal really was off the mark recently or anything like that, but generally speaking, Passan is the guy. And Passan has remained radio silent because, honestly, he's one of the few actual true professionals that I think are left in the mainstream journalism game. He's not going to go out there and risk his reputation just so he can get a bunch of clicks and followers. And John Morosi's follower count has gone up by like 15,000 in the last couple of days. I guess congrats, but it's all from just this wishy-washy bullshit reporting of it's expected to, we're feeling this, we're hearing that, blah, blah, blah. Nothing concrete. And that's why I've kind of been worried about this whole Shohei thing from a Toronto perspective is that we've just kind of assumed, especially today, today has been a roller coaster of a day, but we've assumed that he's coming to Toronto. We got another source. It's not just Morosi. You know, I think Morosi is, is a clown right now. But it's not just like he was the only one saying this. Because we had another reporter, and this one was based out of Los Angeles. He is a baseball writers associate, uh, BBWAA member, Baseball Writers Association of America member, based out of Los Angeles. And he was telling us earlier today the exact same thing. J.P. Hornstra filed a report, or filed a story, or Dodger Nation, which is a website, and they got hundreds of thousands of followers. He is himself, like I said, a BBWA member since 2012. He reported that Otani was a Blue Jay. Why is a Dodger site, a Dodger blog, going to go out of their way to say that Shohei Otani is a Blue Jay? Why would they jump the gun and risk having some erroneous reporting when they could just shut up, sit on the story, and wait until there are more concrete sources confirming it? I have to believe that he did have some kind of sources confirming it, and that it was, even if it's not still at this time, it was something that Otani was decided on. 
Now, I don't know what goes on with Otani because, honestly, nobody does. If anybody tells you that they know what happens inside Otani's head, whether it's Ben Verlander or anybody else, they are lying to you because Otani is one of the quietest superstars that you could possibly imagine. He doesn't say a lot to them. He doesn't say anything. You don't know what he thinks inside his mind. We've always assumed Dodgers, but we haven't really known. Like Nobody knows anything. But seeing a guy who is a professional baseball writer file that kind of story is a lot more concrete to me than seeing a tweet. When you're actually writing a whole article, you're writing a whole report about something, it doesn't matter if it's five paragraphs or 15 or 25, you're putting a lot more effort and time into that and also going through sources as opposed to just tweeting something out and saying, according to sources, which in a tweet is is a lot different to me personally. And as somebody who has gone to journalism school, that's a lot different than actually posting an article, filing an article, having it go through the editorial process and having it posted onto your website which I can't even imagine the traffic on that website today. It's got to be hundreds of thousands, if not millions of clicks. And some people will say, well, that's the point. They want the clicks. But that's not the point when you're a guy who is already in the inner circle of baseball writers. The BBWAA is not a massive organization. They don't just let anybody in. These are the guys who vote for awards. They vote for Hall of Fame. They they are important people in the baseball world. To sacrifice or to risk – you're standing just to file a story early does not seem like it's something that is terribly realistic. That being said, I don't know. Like I've said this whole time, right? We have Bob Nightingale out here, who I don't trust as far as I could throw him, really, going out there and correcting Morosi's reports. We also saw Jim Bowden do it, and then we saw Ben Nicholson-Smith, who was a Blue Jays beat writer himself, confirm the same story. It's not true. He's not coming to Toronto, at least not today, and he is at home in Southern California. That has been reported by a lot of people. And it goes back to the Morosi thing. Why are you saying things that aren't true? If it was one-to-one, Morosi to Nightingale, I might lean Morosi because he's got more of a track record, especially recently. But then once Jim Bowden starts chiming in, and again, Jim Bowden is not somebody that I have a ton of confidence in. We know he's had his own problems with credibility in the past. That being said, it's a second source. And then Ben Nicholson-Smith is kind of like that you know, that nail in the coffin at that point to say, yeah, he's not coming to Toronto. It's not happening. And as I say that right now, we got a Jeff Passan tweet, and it is announcing that Tyler O'Neill's been traded to the St. Louis Cardinals, or traded from the St. Louis Cardinals to the Boston Red Sox uh, for Nick Robertson and right-handed starter Victor Santos. Tyler O'Neill just acquired essentially for free by the Boston Red Sox. Anyway, I saw Passan tweet, and my eyes went, anyway, I was about to lose my mind there thinking we were going to break something on the air here. Obviously, we're not breaking anything past this, and that's the whole point of it, too. Everybody thinks that they are little reporters. Everybody thinks that they are journalists, writers, whatever they want to be. First of all, it's not all it's cracked up to be. As somebody who has gone to journalism school, was an English major, went to journalism school, blah, blah, blah. It's not the rosiest profession. You know, it's not like there's massively lucrative. People generally don't tend to like you. So for those of you who are trying to go viral with these stories, I don't know if you really want to be a journalist <laughs> to begin with. But also, it's just, why put fake news out into the world when you know that it's going to eventually come out that you weren't telling the truth? Whoever it is, these Instagram sources, Twitter sources, whoever it is, I don't see what they have to gain by making these fake accounts. There's no monetary gain. There's no actual real follower gain. I've had viral tweets before. They don't really gain you followers. You know, I had a tweet last month, or maybe it's two months ago now, It was a stupid joke about the Braves, and they weren't letting reporters into the locker room. The tweet had 16,000 likes, and it was viewed a million and a half times. And I don't say that to be like, oh, look at me. I say that because I gained, I think, four followers from that tweet. (laughs) It doesn't, like, these massive tweets that go viral or whatever, 
they don't actually gain you anything. So if you are one of those people and you're listening here and you're currently setting up your Jeff Passan account, there's no point in doing it, right? We're already seeing enough bad reporting from the people that we're supposed to trust. Let's just keep it all at least on a slightly higher level than it has been today because today has been a really awful day of journalism. All speculation, no actual hard facts, no confirmation on anything, no team sources, no agent sources, no nothing. It leads you to kind of lose faith in the profession a little bit, and that's something I don't want to see. I don't want to see any of this today, first of all, but I don't want to see people lose faith in a profession that I am entering into, that I have entered into, and it'll just chip away at the credibility of it. We have enough bad credibility with you know Sports Illustrated producing articles that are completely written by AI and you know similar things with blurbs, whether it's fantasy companies or, or actual sports companies themselves having fake writers and fake written reports drawn up. And there's already enough bad PR around journalists right now without guys like John Morosi giving the profession a worse name because he wants to be cool. I honestly think that's what it comes down to. These guys probably have some kind of like inner competition going on between Passan and Olney and Rosenthal, and Olney's another one. We could get started on Buster Olney, but we won't. We won't today. These guys, I think, all are in competition with each other. And I think Passan is generally considered to be the top dog there, maybe like on a tier with Rosenthal or Rosenthal 1A, 1B or whatever. But these guys like Morosi's and the Bowdens and the Nightingales and you know, there's other guys who are also very good reporters, but I think they all want to just break the story first because they want to have that peak pole position. And they're never going to get it. And they're certainly never going to get it based on this kind of false reporting that we've seen today. It has been incredibly tricky as a Blue Jay fan to be going to be going through today. Um, now, there's another... I'm just reporting things as I see them on Twitter here. So CBC is a national news organization in Canada. It's essentially the equivalent of like a CNN in the United States. It is a massive company. Uh, a CBC photographer is messaging from Pearson Airport right now to somebody um, within the studio. New reports that Otani was not on the private jet. It was carrying a Canadian businessman, Robert Herjavec. And Robert Herjavec, if you guys are familiar with Dragon's Den and Shark Tank, particularly in the States, that's who was on this plane today. So how on God's green earth John Morosi gets a report from somebody? He should be letting go of that source, or that source should be letting go of him, regardless of whoever mixed up and messed up the messaging here. You need to be more careful. Like, there's no reason why Robert Herjavec coming on a plane should, and there was no reason anybody should think that that's Shohei Otani, unless he came from Anaheim and then you want to make draw that conclusion. It's just, honestly, this whole rant is just to go on about the state of the current journalism slash I mean, journalist slash reporter job that we are seeing from people covering the sport that we love. And it's a really shitty job from a lot of them. I'm sorry. It's just bullshit speculation. You know, I'll go into only for a second here. Buster only, you know, gets on his soapbox the other night and starts getting all upset that Otani's not signing on his timeline and it's really bad for the game and all this goddamn bullshit that you were hearing out of Buster only the other night. I apologize for the swearing. It's been a tricky day today <laughs> as a Blue Jay fan. I think you guys can kind of understand that just hearing my voice. But why are you care? Why do you care when he makes his decision? Because you need to file your stories a little bit earlier. Like it's just journalists have been given a really bad name in this Otani process and it's justifiable. They haven't done anything to come out ahead of it and say, you know what? We need to take a step back. And there are guys who, you know, you're not going to see Robert Murray and you're not going to see Passon and Rosenthal. And certain guys jump the gun on this thing. And to their credit, even like Nightingale, he's not jumping the gun. Uh, it's just there's guys with limited credibility spread out throughout the baseball space at the highest levels. And it really sucks because you don't know who to trust other than 
Hassan and Rosenthal. And that's why you got to kind of just sit on your hands and wait for some kind of confirmation. I genuinely hope that Monday our show will be talking about Shohei Otani and his outlook in a Blue Jay uniform for next season. But I have no idea if he's going to make his decision today, if he's going to make it in January, because he realistically could sit out until the new year and not, not tell us anything. He is on nobody's timeline but his own. So I'd like to think that Monday we'll be talking Otani news, but we could just as I'll realistically be talking about something else. And if it's not Otani, then we will go through some of these signings of the last couple of days. We'll talk Tyler O'Neill. We'll talk Candelario and that whole business. We'll talk about some of the other things that are sure to happen over the weekend. But I'll leave you guys there. I'm going to keep refreshing Twitter like a crazy, insane person, probably open up a beer any minute now. But if you guys want to reach out, any questions, comments, or anything like that, JoeOrico99 over on Twitter. At Ethos Fantasy BB is the place where you get all of our new updates to the site and any information slash content as well at Ethos Fantasy BB and then sportsethos.com, of course. Guys, that'll do it. But until Monday, take care, have a great weekend, and cheers. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.